Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So, Raw is now totally obsessed with letting you know when wrestlers arrive at the building. I mean, we saw Damage Control, we saw Jey Uso. Who is filming this? They just wait outside the arena going... Man, Steve, nobody's turned up yet. Also, hello, my friends, and welcome to Ups and Downs 4 Raw, which is the Raw after the Raw Rumble. It's just been the most exhausting few days. Now, of course, as always, we shall continue to use sports entertainment for a distraction and to be entertaining. Let's also remember the important stuff, too. Sometimes it just has to go into a bit of a package. Let's up those doubts. We then had another clip of Cody Rhodes arriving at the building, so you mark my words. By the end of the year, it's just going to be three hours of wrestlers walking up to the damn thing. Well, we got some more news. Here's Pat McAfee's music hit, and he is now the official co-commentator on Monday Night Raw. He's going to be joining Michael Cole. Let's just hope that Wade Barrett is going to be on SmackDown. That guy rules. He needs to be involved. Now, all these moves are because Kevin Patrick recently got released, so I just want to say this. One, he was way better than people gave him credit for. And two, some of the things that were sent his way online, and now those same people went and backtracked. You know, you can just go, well, he's not particularly my taste, Leave it there. You don't always have to get so personal. Pisses me off. Anywho, none of that is important, especially because we then got to our first promo. My word, it was sad times 9,000. Because all day long, there had been rumors that CM Punk had been injured in the Raw Rumble. So the man himself came to the ring. He got a microphone and he confirmed it. And now he ain't going to WrestleMania. I mean, talk about a bummer. His arm was in a sling too, but he wasn't wearing a salmon jacket, so this was not a Mark Henry thing. And he said, listen, a little bit disappointed after the Royal Rumble because I didn't win it, but I couldn't be happier for Cody Rhodes because that guy deserves this. And he's just going to go on to be the best thing ever. He also wants him to finish his story, so cue GIF when he did admit that he has torn his right tricep. This is even more crazy because it's the opposite tricep to the one that he tore when he was in AEW, so this is just super bad luck. Punk then said he didn't want anyone to feel sorry for him, but I couldn't help it, and I really, really did, as he also talked about the fact that, yeah, it's always been my dream since I was a kid to main event WrestleMania. Maybe it's just not in the cards. He then got super emotional, though, because CM brought Chad Gilbert into the equation, which is a friend of his who has a wife, who has a kid, and is also going through cancer. And every single time they go to a chemotherapy appointment together, Chad has just so much positive energy, and Punk basically is in awe of him, as you would be. He then kind of compared these, because he's all like, look, that's real life, whereas what I've got is just a flesh wound. And look, the reason I call myself the best in the world isn't because I always win. I mean, look at my UFC record. That didn't go very well at all. He was handed an opportunity, though, and even though he was damn scared, he was never going to turn it down. And when somebody of the magnitude of CM Punk says this, I think it gives permission for us all to be scared. 
It's like, well, if that guy is, I can be too. It's the same way that he felt when he came back to the WWE. And while he is going to keep thinking about that WrestleMania main event, the best in the world, go to the people that fight fires, go to the people that are fighting real diseases. I actually thought this was one of the most inspiring promos I've ever heard in my life. It was also really damn upsetting. But he's going to keep going until the wheels fall off. He's going to ignore the negativity. And like every single fan in this arena, he is going to continue to put food on the table. Like you're damn right. He wrapped all this up by looking at the WrestleMania sign and essentially saying next year, maybe next year, and everybody should watch this. I mean, it just gives you a whole damn new perspective on things. And can we please remember that no matter what you think about CM Punk, he is a human being. This has to be super difficult to process. I really hope he can be back soon. It was then time to shift into the storyline proceedings. <laughs> And my word, this escalated quickly. Then came Drew McIntyre. I suppose you could argue that recently he has been a little bit of a tweener to use wrestling vernacular. Whereas this day, he decided to go full super villain bad guy. For you see, he doesn't care about Punk's speech and he's still pissed off that he did throw him at the Raw Rumble because on Saturday night, he wasn't able to sleep. But come Sunday, he slept like a baby because he had prayed for Punk to get injured. And it's the reason he went after him in the Rumble. So now he's having the time of his life. Like you, you're a bastard. So now he is going to go to WrestleMania and live out Punk's dream for the second time. I was like, this is so low. When Punk finally took the microphone, I was like, oh yeah, well you listen to me. I am going to rehab this and I am going to main event WrestleMania. But when I do come back, I'm going to go right through you first. Drew then tried to attack him, but for a little while there, CM was holding his own. When, of course, McIntyre took advantage of the fact he is hurt. And when Punk was on the floor, he stomped the bad arm. And I was like, that's it. He's officially Darth Vader. Sami Zayn then ran out to help. And I was like, Sam, you are way too late here. But this was a wonderful merging of real life and storyline. Make your heart bleed. On that note, too, I do just want to again send all the best to CM Punk. But also, let's try and take something away from what he did say. It's important to get out of your comfort zone. That's the only way we can grow as human beings. And if you can't understand what he did say and you're being horrible to him, I can only assume that you do the opposite of this and you just rest on your laurels. But honestly, great opening segment. In many ways, way too real. Definitely go and watch it. Getting it up. Rhea Ripley was then here. She was mad. And that is because when it came to the Royal Rumble, nobody in the Judgment Day did much of anything. So tonight, they got to start sending some messages. I hope they've got a carrier pigeon. She also wanted to know if Damian Priest and Finn Balor were ready for their big tag team title match later. And they were like, yeah, we are. We're going to be vicious. So I started waiting for Sid again. We then saw DIY respond to this as they were walking through the corridors because they said it's their dream to win the tag team titles. So if you were going to give a theme to this week's episode of Raw, it would be dreams dying because we had this tag team match. DIY totally lost. No, of course, it was Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa taking on the Judgment Day. And because the first hour of Raw was commercial free, oh my God. We got to see this in its entirety and it was flubbing damn good. I mean, Johnny was just smashing out tornado DDTs. So Ciampa was hitting avalanche air raid crashes for one, two oohs. And for whatever reason, I got myself in a mindset where I was like, oh my gosh, DIY can do it. They absolutely peaked when they were able to hit the meat in the middle onto Finn Balor. But just as the referee was about to get to three, do you know what Priest did? He grabbed Finn's foot and he put it on the bottom rope. Damn it, they're done. Eventually, Balor went for the Coupe de Gras and totally missed and went flying into the Gargano escape when Tommaso was like, well, that's a really good idea. And he went and grabbed Damo and he got it too. It meant that the champions were all tied up. This is when Senor Money in the Bank just lifted up Champa and he threw him into Gargano and Finn. 
like, well, yeah, that's one way to break it up. We then got into a strike battle as Priest decided to cast destruction as poor Gargano went flying into Adam the announced table. But this is when Tommaso decided, well, maybe I can use this and hit the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, the surprise roll up. Once again, he only got a one-two-oo. All it really did was annoy the Judgment Day, though, because at this point, they had filled up their meters after they got rid of Johnny. Poor Tommaso got hit with the razor's edge as Finn finally hit the Coupe de Gras. One, two, three. They still got the belt. So this was quite the dominant finish, but I tell you, it was such an entertaining match, and all of these guys totally rule. And what's really nice is DIY getting over just because they are so good in the ring. I like that a lot. Uh, but then had more of this too, because out came Dominic Mysterio and JD McDonald to celebrate, when Priest was all like, all right, cool, I like the gang is here, but our truth would you please come to the ring? Instantly, Truth won the night too, because he told Damien, listen, don't worry about that merch money, because I converted it into cryptocurrency, then I did our taxes, and I liquidated the assets, so now we're all good. Priest just looked at him like, you don't know what you're saying. Truth didn't care about any of that, though, because he wanted to remind us all that the Day of Judgment are like a family. I mean, look at Damien Priest. He's like an older brother. Not really the same for Finn Balor, because he's more like a creepy uncle. Whereas JD McDonough, well, he's a stepbrother that nobody wants to acknowledge. And when it comes to Tom and Nick Mysterio, I didn't hear the rest. I started to laugh. Now, Damien did totally agree that they are a family, but the problem is our truth isn't in it. But because he likes him, he wasn't going to do what was about to happen. And all the other people beat up our truth As he started screaming at my TV, how dare you? Now, I suppose Priest was good to his word because he just watched all of this when The Miz came out to try and make the save. By that point, none of Judgment Day cared and everybody got murdered. So Rhea Ripley was totally right as they did send a message. Now the internet is melting down going, oh, I don't want the awesome truth to win the tag team titles. Are you kidding me? That would be a wonderful moment. Not everything has to be five stars. Oh my gosh, 6.25 in the Tokyo Dome. Sometimes you can just have some silly billy entertainment that makes you feel warm and fuzzy in your tum-tum. I want this now. I want R-Truth and Miz to be the brand new tag team champions yesterday. Otherwise, I'm never going to stop doing this with my arm, which is definitely not good for my arm. I'm giving it an up, mostly because I love R-Truth and I care about him. That's what wrestling's all about. We then saw CM Punk and Adam Pearce chatting in the back, and I don't know what they were going on about. When he got announced that we are indeed going to do Sami Zayn versus Drew McIntyre. That's interesting, because at one point I thought that was going to be the WrestleMania match. Watch this space. The women's tag team man is then continued, though. It's like flipping Groundhog Day. Because it was Shayna Baszler and Zoe Stark taking on Piper Niven and Chelsea Green. And look, maybe I've never seen this match, but I kind of feel like I've seen it 747 times. It's very confusing. It also only went about two minutes when Stark hit the Z360 onto Green. Got the one, two, three. And there was nothing after this either. So what I think we're doing here is just giving Baszler and Zoe a bunch of wins so they can challenge the Kabuki Warriors, and that will be great. And actually, there is a women's tag team match later, which does help there. When it comes to this, sometimes it just feels like WWE doesn't care, even though, again, there's something later which kind of says to me that maybe they're starting to care. What? I just think the whole division needs the same kind of TLC that WWE is putting elsewhere. But I do want to shout out Chelsea Green. Nobody maximizes her minutes more, but I'm going to give it a down. It's all there. Just got to pull the trigger. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. 
In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. It was then time to start heading in a certain direction for WrestleMania. Because here came our two-time back-to-back Royal Rumble winner. Cody Rhodes got this mega reaction to he's so damn over. And he was having such a good time, he turned to Samantha Irvin and said, can you just say that again? So she did. And as she did announce him as a two-time Royal Rumble winner, Cody just ran around the ring. I love it. He also got quite deep here as well, because he said that he had gone through some stuff at the weekend. So nobody will ever know how much he needed the fan support on Saturday night. Thank goodness he got it. He also wanted to talk about the fact that he is going to make it official who he is going to challenge at WrestleMania. And of course, we all know this is Roman Reigns because he even pointed at the head of the table at the Raw Rumble when he got interrupted by Seth Rollins. Now, Rollins was super nice here as he did say, Cody, you deserve all of this and I do have a mutual respect for you. However, you are about to make the biggest mistake of your life. You shouldn't go after table boy and you should fight me at WrestleMania. I was like, I did not see that coming. And the way he tried to justify this is talking about the World Heavyweight Championship, because this is the title in WWE. Because when we look at Roman Reigns, what does he do? He never comes to work, he never shows up, he never defends that belt. Whereas this is the Workhorse Championship, and both you and I have been out on the road making it into something. Everybody now hates Roman as well, apparently. And also, when you look at the thing that is around his waist, that's just the Hulk Hogan belt. That's just the Hollywood belt. That's the Poser's belt. You, my friend, you're the working man. You want the working title. Once again, I have decided that's mine. Fair play, he's decided. And of course, it's not true because that thing's only been around for about eight minutes, whereas the other one is the quote-unquote proper WWE title. But who cares about that? Seth Rollins was spitting fire here. Even a part of me, this part right here was like, yeah, Cody, you should fight Seth even though we definitely have to do Cody versus Rhodes. Rollins is also basically emotionally manipulating Rhodes here by going, oh, what would your dad want? Although he also admitted, actually, it's nothing to do with your father anymore because you are your own man. And Cody kind of stared into Seth's eyes and he's like, you know what, my friend? I will think about it. Now, in reality, all we are doing here is buying some time because Seth Rollins is right. Roman Reigns is not going to be on the show for ages. So this just gives us something to do on Raw and maybe smack it down until we do confirm it. But in terms of a segment, I just love that WWE will always make sure their top stars interact, even if they aren't in a feud. I mean, somehow it just means everybody gets elevated. I guess from Rollins' point of view too, he's also going to need some time because he's not going to take on CM Punk anymore, which is properly devastating. But this is just two of the best in WWE doing their thing. And yeah, they didn't actually make me think that we are going to be doing Cody versus Seth. But either way, it was very well done. Kofi Kingston was then with Xavier Woods as he told Gunther that he will break him for the Intercontinental Championship later. 
when we got reminded that Bron Breaker was in the Royal Rumble. And if he is about to be called up, let's make that dude a star. Before all that though, it was Bronson Reed versus Jey Uso. Why not? Now we really did sell Bronson as a monster here, because at one point Jay tried to cross body him, and Reed looked at him like, did you really think that was going to go well? Why are you wasting my life? Happened again when Uso tried a kick that was super, so much so he had to hit a party's worth of these. And when he went for a splash, he totally missed. And Bronson picked it up and like squished him into goo. Amazingly though, Bronson Reed hadn't realized what he'd just done. So he was all like, oh mate, I'm gonna go hit the tsunami. And then he missed. And this time, I don't know, Jay Uso must have massaged his foot because he did smash him with a super kick. He hit him with his spear and he hit the Uso splash and he got the one, two, three. Kind of left me a little bit confused. I don't know what direction we're going with either of these fellas. I'm not mad then at all though. And I actually thought it was really fun. Just wanna make sure that Jay keeps on cooking. Went from nowhere, Andrade was just in the back, he signed a Raw contract. That was our Raw Rumble follow-up. Nick Aldis then walked in and he wanted to offer him a SmackDown deal. And I was like, Nicky, you are so damn late here. And Andrade kind of took a shot too when he walked out. I was like, say hello to Zelina Vega. No reason Aldis was totally annoyed about this. He was even like, man, Adam, do you not remember that I allowed Bailey to appear on Raw this evening? Which out of context sounds terrible. When his phone rang, he was like, oh, sorry, Pierce, I have to talk to Bron Breaker. Oh man, do you want me to pick that name up for you? I kind of want Breaker on Raw because I want him to defeat Gunther. But once again, I love the fact that the two GMs are competing over him. I just said this, make him a star. Becky Lynch then admitted she was super sad that she didn't win the Royal Rumble, but now she's just gonna have to fight harder to get that world championship. And I'm gonna do something I rarely tell you to do. Do not watch this. That's right. Because instead, you have to find the social media video that Becky did with Kevin Owens when he tries to motivate her. It is absolutely hilarious. And now I need these two with some kind of a pairing. It is flubbing great. It also got us ready for our intercontinental title match. And oh my gosh, this rule. Now we all know Gunther is the man right now, but Kofi Kingston, he was allowed to go out there and just be Kofi Kingston, whatever that means. But do you remember when he had the world championship and people wanted matches like this? Well, we finally got it. Gunther also confused everyone straight away because he applied the Boston Crab and he's from Austria. And I don't know what to do. He really did smash Kofi for a while though. And every time Kingston tried something, he got totally mugged off when he found himself back in the Boston Crab. Not even a dive was able to help Kofi, which is when Gunther just threw him into the ring. And I mean the actual side of the damn thing. But that created an opening because I think Kofi went, wait a minute, we do have ringside friends. He saw it in the ring post and he threw Gunther into it. There is a way. We then got dive, 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 and Kofi actually hit the trouble in paradise. But that is when the ring general actually lived up to his name. He does understand the squared circle and he rolled out to the floor. So Kingston wasn't able to pin him. Damn it. It was a total mistake as Kofi basically laid him on Simba the Steel Steps and he jumped off Barry Barricade with a massive elbow. And man, he then got this SOS for a one 2 ooh. That's when I realized I wanted Kofi Kingston to become the Intercontinental Champion. I just love that man. I love the New Day. There's also this terrific bit where Gunther did apply a third Boston Crab and Kofi turned that into the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, but he only got a one-two ooh. That's when, yeah, Gunther powered up his arm. He just took Kofi's head off, gave him that crazy drop kick when he hit the power bomb and he got the one, two, three. But this must have gone a good 20 minutes and it is so damn fun to watch. This Gunther man, he on a totally different level. It is absolutely getting it up. It did get worse for the New Day because as Xavier came to check on his friend, Imperium were here. They beat the crap out of them as Gunther was like, ha ha ha, as if he was M. Bison. 
So really, the new day do need a third person. Now, everything in my body wants it to be Big E. As we always say, when Big E does come up, I also would rather he was healthy and happy. We don't need none of that, but we'll wait and see. Sami Zayn then promised to defeat Drew McIntyre later because he is just being a massive dick. When we got another Raw Rumble reminder, because Jade Cargill debut, I really hope we have big plans. Also, I don't care if she even wrestles. This is the whole discourse on the internet. Just let her turn up, smash some falls, and flex. Some people are just born to be stars, and that is one Jade Cargill. This is when we got to our second women's tag team match. As I referred to earlier, I was a big fan of this. Now, it wasn't on title as the Kabuki Warriors took on Natalia and Tegan Knox, and while this did feel like a little bit of a copy and paste, to me, it was just the fact that we had a three-hour Raw and two whole matches were dedicated to the women's tag team titles because that does do, it starts to give you confidence that WWE does care. That comes out of the screen and it tells me, oh, maybe I can care too. I also like to think that we did it so Kyrie Sane and Oscar can get more wins because then once again, we're going to respect their reign a little bit more. Otherwise, though, I kind of just ran through these two. If I was Tegan Knox, I'd stop hanging out with Natalia. Ain't really helping. But even though Natty did try to do a baseball slide, eventually Oscar just punched her right in the skull which he kind of held her over the knee as Kyrie came off the top with the insane elbow. That looked pretty damn brutal. Her back is definitely broken. So once again, I do understand there wasn't much to this, but in the context of the whole thing, and because I want to manifest good things, give it enough. I mean, we need more of it, so let's not poo-poo it. Let's try and get behind it. We also had a quick interview with Caden Carter and Katana Chance, and they are going to get their tag team title rematch next week, which also ties into this. And as we already had some members of Damage Control in the ring, the rest of them joined because it was time to celebrate Bailey. Now this rules because Bells is the best. And I'm so damn happy she did win the Royal Rumble. She was like, hey fans, I'm going to give you all a rare photo opportunity because look at this. You do have a Royal Rumble winner. You do have the tag team champions and you have the women's champion. This is unheard of. She also pointed out that she wasn't even on the poster for the pay-per-view premium live event and that she had smashed records, which is true. She has now been in the women's Rumble the longest. She clocked up 63 minutes. Now, of course, the previous owner of such a stat was Rhea Ripley. And because Bales said her name, she forgot about wrestling rules 0.9, and out came the nightmare. Now, her big point was, Bailey, you don't want to face me because the only reason you won the Rumble is because I wasn't in it. When she wasn't really able to say anything else, because Nia Jax, who I can only assume, was very upset that she didn't win the Rumble, she popped up and she whacked Rhea. She also flattened her with three leg drops when she hit the Annihilator. This is when the rest of Damage Control just snuck out the ring, leaving poor Bailey all by herself. I tell you, we are building sympathy. Jax then told Ripley she's not even going to make it to WrestleMania, so it's not a problem when Bailey once again just wanted to put everybody else over. Because she was like, eh, you know what? I'll just make my decision on Friday. Once again, Bailey is the best. You should also point out how brilliant all of this is. Because look, Rhea, as we know, is a megastar. Bailey is just like an all-time legend these days. And when it comes to Nia Jax, I don't care, man. Ever since she did return, she has been doing a great job and she totally understands her role. There's also so many matches we could do, so here's another division that is gaining depth. I really enjoyed this. Up. Drew McIntyre then yelled at Sami Zayn, because no, actually it's you that's the dickhead. When he also told someone, play my music, and he marched to the ring. I was like, oh, it's nice to know how that process works. He was kind of right too, because he did whip Sami Zayn's ass. Well, kind of. I mean, right away he threw Sammy into Alan the announce table. When he turned to Pat McAfee, he's like, oh man, don't you say anything bad about me. And he shouldn't have done that because it served as a distraction. So here came Zayn. And he got the sunset flip powerbomb and a tornado T for a one-two ooh when he acted like he hurt his arm. I was like, oh, for the love of goodness, not another one. 
Thankfully, it was just part of the story. Drew also instantly headbutted him, and even when Sammy tried to go for the Luther kick, McIntyre just took his head off with a clothesline. And this is when the Scottish warrior wanted the Claymore. But instead, we got the least devastating move in all of sports entertainment, the Blue Thunderbomb. Did it work? No, of course it didn't. It never does. Aside from random times in Saudi Arabia. They were just smashing each other after this when we even got an avalanche white noise and McIntyre was going, you're not on my level, Zane. So I presume they were trying to date. When Sammy tried to get Haluva Kick Part 2, well, that didn't work. What an awful sequel. The thing is, though, this was mostly because McIntyre blocked it, I think. And given where his hands were, he accidentally, maybe on purpose, hit Sammy Zayn right in the penis. Now, the referee watched this and he's like, man, I don't actually think he meant to do that. But it was like Drew McIntyre had figured out the secret of life or how to win the lottery. His face was like, wait a minute, he's wounded. I'm just going to take advantage. He claim on him. One, two, three. But I'm really starting to think that Drew McIntyre is going to be in this WrestleMania main event. And when it comes to Sammy, if you actually go through all his losses to McIntyre, it's always asterisk, asterisk, asterisk shenanigans. So don't worry here. It really does feel like WWE has a plan. Also, surprise, surprise, this was really good. Look, Sammy Zayn is always top tier. But this Drew McIntyre, he is just killing it right now. And he's right at the tippity top of the company too. Absolutely giving it up. Which brought us to the end of Raw, and I thought this was super fun, apart from the CM Punk stuff, which was so damn devastating. But let's see what WWE can do. I mean, whatever WrestleMania 40 was meant to be, it's now not going to be. Still going to give it up. Now, please do click the video on the screen, which is ups and downs for the Raw Rumble, so you can check out my thoughts on that. Like the video, share the video, and subscribe. But maybe more importantly, let me know what you thought about Raw in the comments below. And what do we do now with Seth Rollins at WrestleMania 40? There are no wrong answers. In fact, the double ones are the best. See you soon. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.